All right. If you have your Bibles tonight, let's turn our Bibles to our passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we'll start off here, but we'll end somewhere else. But I, I'd like to, again, recap of what we learned last week. If you weren't here, um, we asked ourselves this question, am I growing? Um, can I look at the last couple months of my life and, and, and perceive that my spiritual life has grown? Or do I see a, stag, a stagnant Christian? Last week we discussed about there's an expectation for growth and that, um, that deals, happens to deal with um, issues. And these issues could be a retardation of development. And instead of growing, they remained as spiritual babies. Um, secondly, there was a restricted diet. They couldn't eat what they were supposed to eat. And lastly, last week as we went through, um, there was an a, a immense push towards division. And that's how you tell if you're an immature Christian. As we continue on tonight, let's just read the passage of Scripture in verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Verse 2, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. And hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Verse 3, for you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Last week we discussed that little phrase that walking as men um, really defines the, the issue. It's not the fact that you're walking as a physical person. It's actually you're walking as an unsaved person. And so this week I'd like us to sort of delve into the concept um, evaluation of a Christian's life. And last week if you permeating this message in your mind through the week. Um, this is sort of like the standard. This is the thought. Uh, this week we had an opportunity, I think it was this week or last week, um, when you have a, a newborn, it sort of merges together and it just feels like one long day. Um, we had an opportunity to see the doctor. And every child now, if you're born, you have this thing called a blue book. And the blue book really just, just tells the, the GP, tells the nurses uh, what stage the child is in, any important information, if there's any, um, if there's any issues regarding respiratory issues or, or they're not growing, there's a certain graph that's there. And basically, every time you see a doctor when you have a new child, uh, they, they plot on that blue book the growth of the child. Um, and tonight, I'd like to show you a little bit of growth in a Christian's life. And the first point for us tonight is there is um, a developing Christian needs to be, uh, initially needs to be fed and nurtured. Initially needs to be fed and nurtured. Let's look in verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. And if we take the first, pa- first part of that statement, he fed them. There was, a, there was a necessity to feed and nurture new baby Christians. First uh, Peter, let's turn there. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 says this, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, verse 2 of 1 Peter chapter 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, that the Lord is gracious. 
Keep that in mind. Let's turn to John chapter 4. It was alluded to on, um, on Sunday. But I wanted to show you this, this thought. When, when someone, as a, as a newborn Christian, as a, as a Christian who just got saved or younger or immature in the faith, there is still something that is evident in their life. And John chapter 4 says this. John chapter 4. And we begin reading in verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that I ever did. In verse 40. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. In verse 42 is a, is a text that, that really just gripped my heart even just this morning. And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, not because of what you said, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this indeed, the Christ, the Savior of the world. There was a big revival that happened in Samaria. And do you know what, how that happened? Is because a lady got it right, got saved, and turned around and shared it. She didn't go to Bible college. She didn't have to go to, to, to some seminary somewhere. No, it was an inbuilt fruit. When you know Jesus Christ, Christian, you ought to be talking about Jesus. And so that's not in the next passage or the next stage of your Christian life. That should be now. If you are an immature Christian, if you're still baby in the faith, you should still be talking to people about Jesus. Isn't that great? And the understanding this evening is simply this. Am I growing or am I stagnant? Am I, am I in the position where I can go and do something for God? Whether it's telling somebody about Jesus Christ. What position am I in? So that's the first thought this evening. There's a need to be fed and nurtured. But included in that need is there's a, necess- a necessity of telling people the, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you say, Brother EJ, Pastor EJ, you've You've, you've said this many times before, we, we're already past this stage. Sad thing is, church, is that we can, we can be past this stage, but in all honesty, we can digress. We can go back in time. And instead of being a Christian that could, could feed himself, and that's the next point for you tonight, Instead of feeding yourself, now you've got into a comfortable lull where you can just sit in church and everything's fine. You've bundied into church and your, your pastor saw your face and everything's sweet. I do the same thing when I do Bible college as I sit there and I, I study the Word of God and I, I learn lectures after lectures. I could look at that and just bundy in and get the information I need and then, and then just take a step back and fail to apply that in my life. And this is the danger for all of us here, not just, ju- not just baby Christians, but for everybody. We can digress. The second point is simply this, there is an ability to feed yourself. There is an ability to feed yourself. Let's turn to Jude, chapter 1. Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. It says this, but ye, beloved, again speaking to the believers, building up yourselves on the most 
most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. The Bible here speaks that, that Jude was saying, build yourselves up in the most holy faith. This means that we are responsible for our own spiritual growth. Church, please, please do not rest your spiritual growth on another person. Please do not rest your spiritual growth on the pastor. Why? Because it is still your responsibility to walk with God. It is still our responsibility to take what pastor says, take it home, and apply it in our family's life. Why? Because it's not the pastor's responsibility for application. He's sharing the word of God. It's us applying it. And as we consider this next point, the ability to feed yourself is simply this. When God speaks to you, what do you do about it? If there is something that the Lord spoke to your heart about, saying, hey, you know what, you should give $100 to that lady, or you should do this for this man, and what do you do about it? No longer is it just a concept in your mind, oh, I've got to do good things for God. No, I'm applying what I know I need to do. It was interesting, I had, um, I was, we were driving to the airport with Pastor Bunch, and I think there was a, uh, I put a Facebook post up, if you haven't seen it, whatever, uh, it's just a Facebook post. But the concept's this, is that we were driving, we were going 100, I think it was 100, maybe 110, and we were on M2, and there was a guy on the side of the road that was on the right lane, and he stopped, and there was like a couple jumpers on the floor, you know that the guy wasn't ready, that uh, he didn't know what was going on, so he had a helmet, a jumper on the floor to stop the cars from smashing the back of his car. And basically this man, his name was Sam, he, um, he was driving down the M2 um, and popped his tire, like completely disintegrated the tire. Um, I've never seen a guy that wasn't able to, to change his tire. And he was there and he, he was white as a ghost and people are zooming past him, and Pastor Bunch hits my leg and says, let's stop. I said, great. So I pull in, and we stop in front of him. We get everything sorted out. Um, you know, Pastor Bunch scares him. If you know Pastor Bunch, is a very energetic kind of guy. The guy doesn't know what to do. All his doors are open. You know, his boots open, and he's just like, I don't know what to do. And so we're there. We, we help him change his tire. Do you know what that is? That's service. Well, could he call his insurance? That's what we all think. Why don't you just call your insurance so that they can just pick you up and then just tow you somewhere else? Stop being a hassle. Maybe next time someone breaks down on the side of the road, maybe it would be good for you to push the car. And I'm not saying go out and do good works. I'm saying apply your faith. That was an opportunity to share the gospel to a guy that was completely scared and had no clue how to turn left or right or put the log nuts the right way. But do you know what that is, church? That is you developing yourself, saying, I'm going to feed myself. And that's not reading the Bible, that's applying. I'm going to apply what I read. That's feeding yourself. We'll continue on with the concept. See, Jude has shown the frailty of man and how it deceives and, is inf and, and infiltrated the church. If you entrust your spiritual growth to someone else, it will not only hurt your spiritual growth, but it will lead you astray. Why? Because if you're following a man tonight, church, that man's going to fail you. Why? Because all of us here are failures. God is not a failure. 
So the basis of who should lead you is God. I'm not saying don't discard godly men, no, no. If they have it right too, you follow them. That's what Apostle Paul said. What you things that I do, you, you learn of me. You, you follow me. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But church, don't place your faith, don't place your development on a, on a youth camp or an evangelistic meeting or a TNS or whatever it may be. Place it on where it should be, and that's on Jesus Christ, and that's on the Scriptures. Amen? Nice. Next, and lastly tonight, simply this. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a need to be fed and nurtured, right? Um, that's, that's including telling people about Jesus. And then there's an ability to feed yourself. Your faith is not based on your wife. Or your faith is not based on your husband. And the development of your, your, your Christian life ought not be based on anything else other than Jesus Christ. And thirdly and lastly, simply this, uh, you'll have an ability to feed others. This is what I like about our church. This is what I admire about our church. That instead of just having a coffee by yourself, you're out there, you're speaking to the youngins. You're out there trying to encourage people. Instead of, instead of plastering all through Facebook or Instagram how you're being a blessing to somebody else, you, you're just quietly doing what you do. That little text that you receive, that little text that says, I'm praying for you through FaceTime. That, 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 that stuff there is now you're, you're, you're exceeding yourself further by feeding other people. That's how you can tell a mature Christian. Sadly, if we're not careful, we can be really beautiful relics. Beautiful. I was talking to Johan this week, and he was telling me about these beautiful relics that he went to when he was in, in Israel and, and Jordan and different places. Man, I got so jealous. But do you know what, church? They're They're relics. Have you ever thought that? They were great one time before. They were, they were productive one time before. They were, they were something that was, that was so fruitful. But now they just sit there and people look at them and say, wow, look what they used to be. Don't be like that, church. Don't be like that. Why? Because there's an importance with every Christian to actively apply and feed others. It's not just the elders of the church. It's not just the pastors of the church. It's not just the husbands that should be doing the work. No, every single Christian ought to be applying themselves to feed somebody else. And so let me ask you, church, tonight, who are you feeding? And what are you feeding? Because you could feed a whole lot of junk. I could feed a lot of people a lot of junk. But are they growing? And so as you evaluate yourself, am I growing? Ask yourself, which stage am I in? Am I just happy to sit and eat and eat and eat? Or am I, am I going home and I, am I applying what I learned? And then lastly, am I, am I just feeding people? Am I, am I trying to take people further for the Lord? And it shouldn't be a rebuke to you tonight. It should be an encouragement. Why? Man, I'm already doing those things, man. 
you know, Pastor, you already got that. I got that down pat. God has blessed us because I'm faithful in doing that. Then praise the Lord. You keep doing it. But encourage others to do also. You know, there's some things that, that younger Christians know that you don't. And we always look at it in the other, other perspective because, you know, we're wise and we're old and we've been in, in the church for 20. I've been saved for, what, 19 years. I'm 19 years old in the faith. I'm a veteran. But you know what? There's some things that my child turns around and, and shares to me when we're doing Bible time that convicts my heart. And if you're not careful, you would say, oh, I'm just going to push that aside. That's not really of God because, I, you know, no, no, no. That's God speaking to you. Don't, don't lose sight. Out of the mouth of babes. Sometimes they say the most profoundest things. They have no clue what they're saying. Shana does that all the time to me. Dad, when am I going to see, um, his name is, what is it, Victor? The guy next door? She has conversations with this Chinese kid next door, and she passes, like, toys over the fence so that they can play with it, and they see, somehow they don't return it back. It just leaves it there. She goes, Dad, did you, tell the, did you tell his parents about Jesus? And we're so busy having arguments and divisions in the church where we don't see what God's trying to tell us. Why? Because we're still at the first. We're still babes in this area. You can be mature in one area, great. But you can still be a babe in another. So keep that in mind. Just because you're immature in an area doesn't mean you're not wise in another. So you've got to keep that in mind as well. Anyways, hopefully that was a blessing to you. Am I growing? And I pray that you are. All right? Let's keep pushing off for God, and we'll see what the Lord can do for us this week. Let's pray. Father, again, I thank you for this opportunity, and just this opportunity just to share this thought for this season. I pray, God, that you again help us as a church to... to put feet to our words, and many years we have done so. Help us not drop the baton, but continue further and, and, and stronger for you. Thank you again for our church. Thank you again for our pastor. And Lord, bless us even this time of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.